Welcome to the bonus episode. Just as a reminder, this show is for mature audiences. Please enjoy. Hey, look, it's, hey, a, look, butterfly. it's a butterfly. It's a butterfly. Reading Rainbow. Welcome to the Bone Zone! <laughs> That's right. Oh, I remembered the name that I'm calling it from now on forever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was gonna call it the Banana Zone. <laughs> Bonanza Zone. Banana Zone. Ayo. Okay. Alrighty. Well, welcome to our bonus content for Reading Rainbow, where we read Animorphs: The Invasion by K.A. Applegate. At least for this year. Next year, who knows? The year after that, only, know. only we know. Yeah. The year after that, honestly. Global warming will probably wipe us out. So I was going to say, are we going to be that. here? I don't know. We'll I don't know. Lucky. We'll if we're lucky. lucky, maybe. But this month, we read chapters 10 and 11 of the book, Animorphs, yeah. The Invasions. And I 10 just is my s- favorite number. What's 10 your is your favorite number. number. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. 10 is your favorite number. Mine is um, either <laughs> 64 <laughs> or 44. Really? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Why is 10 your favorite number? Because it's, um, you know, it's just a good number. It's the base of the decimal system. Oh, okay. Sure. What about yours? Why are they um, your favorite number? I like that 8 times 8 is 64, and when I was a kid, I liked saying 44, because it was just, like, fun to say. Yeah, that's good. That's true. That's true. I would agree with that. Thank wow, you. glad we both have great opinions on numbers. I'm glad we have all these reasons for why we like certain numbers. Yeah, wow. Cool. Anyway, what'd you think of these chapters? Well, I was just gonna say, when was this book written? It was written in, um... 1996 is when the copyright is. Honestly, like, the language, at least in chapter 10, really... I feel like there was a lot of dated language. Like, it opens like up and it's like... Tobias took off on his own, saying he'd hook up with us later at Cassie's oh, farm. Yeah. And I'm like, obviously, they don't mean it like that, but, you know. Oh, I thought you I was, I was. thought you were referring to the fact that I call all the others on the phone, as if any young person would willingly call people on the phone these days. That, too. But then, also, there's a part where Jake has morphed back into human, and then Tobias goes off on his own, gonna hook up mm-hmm. with them later. So then Jake goes to Cassie's farm... And there he meets up with Marco and Rachel, and Tobias comes later. And they're talking about, like, what they should do, and Marco says that he's totally against it, but this is, he says, you guys, you can all think I'm a weasel if you want. And I'm like, a weasel? What the (laughs) So, there was just some of that language I was like, oh, interesting. And yeah, also, calling people on the phone seems fake. Yeah, I know, right? Not real. Rewinding a bit to the start. So he calls them on the phone. They make this plan to, like, hang out later. Then his brother comes in. And he talks a bit about his relationship, saying, like, his brother's so cool. Yeah. He mentions that his brother is bigger than me, even though I'm not exactly small. <laughs> that doesn't really give us a lot to go on. You're like, thanks um, for saying literally nothing at all. Yeah. But he mentions how, you know, like, they used to be close, but lately his brother's been a little distant. He mentions he didn't make the basketball team and is really worried because um, his brother used to be on it, but his brother has actually quit everything because he's spending all the time in the sharing, which is this club <laughs> at school that is just so cool, apparently. Um, and it's definitely not a cult. <laughs> Dude, yeah. No, I read about the sharing and I was like, oh, so it's a cult? Like, instantly. First of all, the name, cult The sharing? Are you heck. kidding me? 
And then, yeah, he's just like, we were always kind of close, at least until the last year or so. Somehow we just weren't spending as much time together. Partly it was <laughs> that he was involved in this club called The Sharing. They did all this stuff together, so he was busy a lot of the time. Bro, that's a cult if I ever heard one. Also, what is what is all this stuff? Like, they do not mention what this I club does. I hope it's potlucks. Like, there's, they don't mention what this club does and, like, why it's so cool. They just say that it is. But then, at the end, they, they spend a whole paragraph of this book saying... We were done talking. I had it outside the mow the lawn. I mow the lawn every Saturday. It's a major chore. And then I take out the trash. I know. I was just like, this is every <laughs> single chore I've ever done. Yeah. He Again, he says, uh, I had arranged with everyone to hook up at Cassie's farm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Stop using that. No. I know I got a dirty mind, but also stop. Oh, my God. And then he explains about why this is a barn. He's like, oh, it's got these animals and these. And you're like, okay, wrap it up. So then yeah. he talks about Cassie's mom is a vet. And it's, it's luckily Cassie really loves animals. It would have been hard having her parents if she didn't really love animals. And I'm like, yeah. stop wasting our time, Jake. Like literally yeah. saying nothing. Exactly. It's just lots of explanation that nobody asked for. Um, so he gets there and Rachel's hanging out and she's like hands up a newspaper. And apparently so the night before, some people had seen the lights and correctly thought it was a UFO. Um but some other teens claimed, oh, no, we were just setting off fireworks. And it's like, no, those were the human York people, right? So they're covering it up. Um, but then there's this part of the article that says the police are, like, you know, trying to find the teenagers who are, like, set off these fireworks. Because that's apparently, like, the biggest crime in this town. Yeah, they're like, we're going to bring justice. And then these kids are like, they're looking for us. And I'm like, how do you know they're they're looking for you? Like... There's no way to connect them to that. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't understand. Also, like, they're like, oh, we're, we're going to get in trouble for setting off fireworks. So, like, but you didn't set off fireworks. Like, oh, also, Mark Marco's, like, snarky as heck. Because it's, like, yeah. uh, Jake's reading the article, and then he's, like, the article says it's a bunch of kids playing with, uh, playing where they shouldn't have been. That's what the police are saying. Mm-hmm. And so then <laughs> Jake is, like, but this is a total lie, I said. Ding, ding, ding. Correct answer. Johnny, tell our contestant what he's won. <laughs> That's Marco. And I'm like, yeah. Marco's right, though. That was a dumb thing for you to say, Jake. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but then, okay, so here, so that, okay, so Jake's like, why would the police lie? And Marco's like, let's see, Captain Brilliant. Would it be because the cops are controllers? And Tobias is like, probably not all the cops, which, oh my God. Okay. I think Tobias has a point because I think Marco's just like, uh, I don't like the cops, so they must be controllers. I think that, like, the, a pit that this book is already falling into, and you'll see it also later, is that everybody they don't like, they're like, that's a controller, and then they're always right. <laughs> like, You're like, wow, pretty like, no, convenient. That's, like, not a great lesson to, like, teach. Um, the youth is that everybody you don't like, that's an enemy. Yeah, like, <laughs> you have the planet. And then it's like, if the police have been infiltrated by controllers, who knows how many others have too, Rachel asked. Teachers, people in the government, the newspapers, and the TV... Math teachers for sure, Marco joked. Oh, wow, what a great joke, Marco. Hey, math. <laughs> Real cla- full class class. Dang. Um, yeah, I just think, like, like they are right. Like, they are obviously very worried, and that's, like, they're acting emotionally. I just think Tobias has a point that it's, like, no, like calm down. <laughs> like, we need to think a little bit more clearly about this. Um, but no one listens to Tobias, because they all look to Jake once again. For no reason. Marco says, look, why do we have to deal with this? I say we just forget it. Like, we just, I don't want to deal with it. And then Tobias and Rachel both looked at me. They're waiting for me to argue with Marco. Once again, they all looked at freaking Jake to solve their problems. This white man. I don't understand. Um, 
And then they go into a bit why Marco is just so hesitant. They go into his backstory and Jake. Jake shares his family's information. And the information makes sense that Jake has it because they're actually friends. They're best friends. So he mentions that Marco's mom died and that Marco takes care of his dad. Okay, to be fair though, I was thinking like, especially when you're in high school or middle school or elementary school, you do be knowing everyone's business. Yeah. Like you were just saying, what happened to Mark? What's Marco's backstory? Yeah, so he says that Marco's mom died. She drowned two years ago, um, and his dad was really, like, really just basically depressed, and Marco is kind of what's keeping him together. So Marco is worried that if he goes away, that something bad is going to happen to his dad. So he says, you can all think I'm a weasel, as he said, <laughs> but I don't care. If I get killed or something, my dad will um, flat out die, uh, which is pretty heavy for a kid to, like, just carry around, but, like, kids have to do that all the time, apparently. I guess. I think he was... I don't know. I thought it was a little presumptuous. Not to say that his dad doesn't love him or that that's not the case. I'm really not doubting that. But I'm just like, what a bold thing for Margaret to say. He's like, my dad will flat out die. He's only Mm -hmm. hanging in there because of me. And again, I'm not saying that's true or not, but I did think I was like, bold. Bold statement. Sure. Man. (laughs) Jake said, I wondered if I should pat him on the back or something, but if I had, Marco, be Marco, would have just said something sarcastic. (laughs) At least Jake knows who his friend is. Yeah, and, well, and then him. across the open field, a horse galloping <laughs> across the green. And guess who it is, people? He Well, he uh, Jake says, I didn't see any rider. So guess who it is? Laura, guess, even though you know. Guess. It's Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel and Cassie have been practicing on their own. And Rachel says, Cassie's really good at this. Look how fast she can do it. Um, so then Cassie comes up, and then she, like... Becomes like a half horse, half human, and says, "Hey, kids." <laughs> I know. I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh my god. And so then Cassie has is so good at this. Which again, I'm like, why isn't Cassie or Rachel the leader? But whatever. I uh, yeah. Um, Cassie. Ugh. But basically, when Cassie morphs back, she's figured out a way to morph with clothes on, morph yeah. in and out. And so, mm-hmm. I'm like, why isn't she the leader? So then I know it ends with the cops showing up. And we go into chapter 11. Yes. And so then they're all like, okay, we have to hide ha- uh, Cassie. <laughs> we have to hide <laughs> Cassie. <laughs> yeah, because she's like in the middle. And Cass, well, this is also, this is an example of, um, Cassie says, which way should I morph? Yours are human. And she's like freaking out. And so then Jake says, human, human, human. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you'd morph into a horse. Like, what are you going to do? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, because especially it's your farm. Like, the police person would be like, so, where's Cassie? And they'd be like, we don't know. We're just trespassing. Who's Cassie? <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So the the kids act as suspicious as they could <laughs> in the situation. Because the policeman says, morning, you kids uh, hiding something? And Jake just says, hiding something. Because they're all, like, standing shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, person. like a human shield. <laughs> But Cassie morphs in time, and, and, then, and then so he basically asks if they know anything about the fireworks, and they're like, "No." Marco loses his cool and starts coughing. Yeah, I guess. has like zero chill. But then the police brother, policeman, the police, man the police says, brother, <laughs> the policeman says, "Like you look familiar to Jake," and he's like, "I got a brother, Tom." And he's like, "Oh yeah." We go to the sharing together. This is sharing, and so do I as an adult supervisor. (laughs) It's like, this is the yerk. But, like, Jake is like, I couldn't forget the fact that I wasn't talking to a human. It was a yerk. And I'm like, we don't, there's nothing here to confirm 
truly that this is a controller. They just know. And yet I think, again, this is a dangerous precedent to be set for this, these kids is that anybody, everybody they don't like is a controller. Yeah. If, if they think it's a controller, then it is a controller. Yeah, dangerous precedent. Like, shouldn't they be overcoming their own prejudices and be like, I don't like that guy. He's a controller. Turns out he's just a normal human. And they're like, oh, I understand. There's no lesson to be learned like that. <laughs> uh, like, and then policeman's like, I also go to the sharing and tries to recruit him right then and there. He's like, yeah. We should. It's he's like, oh, my brother already asked. Thanks, though. <laughs> Yet again, he says he should come to a meeting. Again, no zero information about what they do with the sharing. <laughs> Nothing to like entice them. Like, yeah, we go to bounce houses, or yeah, we like go to the ro- like the roller coaster park. We have away. a great potluck. Yeah, yeah, we have brownies. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what about anything. the Kool Aid? Yeah, anything at all that would make it like fun <laughs> or enticing. Instead, it's just sketchy as hell. Oh, and then he leaves because I guess they were unsuspicious enough to make him go away. Well, so then they all argue, and Marco's like, let's never morph again, and Cassie's like, I'm addicted, I never want to stop, and Cassie, again, is like the one leading the charge of thinking about everything we could do, all the power we could have. They all yeah, help to- save endangered species. Like, yes, this is true. Cassie knows what's up. She is thinking. She's thinking ahead. But then Tobias brings the whole mood down, saying humans may be the next endangered species. Cassie, thanks, Tobias. <laughs> yeah. Then Cassie says, what do you say, Jake? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Marco's kind of right. Rachel's kind of right. Tobias is kind of right. Rachel's like, well, what do we do? <laughs> He's like, hey, it's not up to me. And Rachel says, let's take a vote. And I'm like, yes, Rachel, take charge, please. Take the reins on this carriage or whatever you do with the reins. And then Marco's like, I vote. We try to live long enough to get driver's licenses. Um, Tobias says, I vote we do what the Andalite said, fight. Rachel says, votes with Tobias. Even though I think a second ago, wasn't she also saying like... No, in the, the page right before she says, maybe, maybe Marco is right, Rachel said. This is too big for us. We're just kids. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Rachel flip-flopped real quick. <laughs> but I think that one of Rachel's like character traits from the later books is that she is very like hot-headed. She thinks she can like do everything and she is very capable, but maybe that also is might not make her a great leader because she like just charges ahead. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I mean, as opposed to Jake, who's like... Who will hang back and wait, I think. Except for that one time in the first, in like one of the first few chapters when he's like, I'll fight them. And then his friends are like, no, you will not. They drag him down. Yeah. The The one time he decided to make his own decision, it was the wrong one. Yeah. And then Cassie says, let's think it over for a while. This is a big decision. And I think that's very smart. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's very capable and intelligent then she's like i mean it's not like we're deciding whether to wear jeans or a skirt and i'm like what again remember i remember remember that being a pretty big decision in my daily routine um it's not that big for me i'm always just like well the potential for me ever to need to bend down or stand i don't know like on a glass floor where people could look up my pants wow it will always be jeans i'm talking about when i was like five that was my big decision um so then um, Jake says, I was a relief. Thank goodness for Cassie. Yeah, thank goodness for Cassie for saying something that gives everybody some room to think. So then they break up the little party. I don't know, like, nothing really, really happened at this conversation. They just said, like, hey, we're gonna sleep on it. So then Marco and Jake go and play video games, and then dead Tom zone comes five. in. <laughs> yeah, whatever Dead Zone 5 is, and then Marco... And then Tom comes in. And then he, oh, he, again, suspicious as hell. Tom is like, did you hear about, like, the stuff at the construction zone? You know, the fireworks? I heard they're late for a reward. Did you... Have you heard anything about who set up the fireworks I, I the know. He's, like, not subtle time? at all. I'm just no. like, we know that you're an, a bad guy. 
No. And then he pivots to the sharing and he's like, um, well, wait. And then first he says, flying saucers. Ha ha. Only complete dips believe that kind of stuff. You don't believe that, do you? (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's so suspicious. And then pivots. He says, you know, you should join the sharing. Marco too. And then Marco says, a reasonable question. Mm-hmm. Why should we join? And Tim, Tom just grinned. I gotta go. Yeah, he's just like, all right, never mind, bye. <laughs> no, he has got no like marketing technique. He's like, oh, you guys no. just didn't immediately blindly agree. Never mind, goodbye. Never mind. <laughs> just a thought. And don't forget, let me know if you hear anything about those kids at the construction site. Yeah, super so sketchy. Super obvious. Yeah, and then he leaves. Marco looked at me, Jake. He's one of them. What? Tom is one of them. Your brother is a controller. That's the end of chapter chapter 11, folks. Honestly, no offense. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but like Jake is not that bright. (laughs) Makes a lot of foolish comments. I know. A lot of mean comments, too. About his friends and not friends alike. He's judgmental and he's dim-witted. He's just... It's... Just so funny how everybody, how suspicious everybody is. Like, nobody's subtle in this. Like, the kids aren't subtle. The cop wasn't subtle. His brother wasn't subtle. His brother the was sharing... just like, I'm not a cop, but if you did know something, would you tell me? It's just so aggressive. But I wonder, um, like, what happens to the species that get controlled by the Yerks? Like, is Tom ever to return or... Because that is kind of sad. That means his brother's, like, dead, basically. Yeah. I think that, um, do you mean, like, do they let them to continue to live once the plan is taken over? Or No, like, can you, you mean, ever, like, what can you ever get them uncontrolled? I just wonder if they can ever be uncontrolled or if they're just dead forever. Actually, no, wait, you can spoil it. Because I know, because okay. we already know that you've read this. Sure. So I'm tell me, sure. Laura. So, yeah, the Yerks can, like, exit. And they have to, I think, every, like, so many days because they have to, Oh, like, really? They have to, like, yeah, they have to do something. They have to, like, eat or something. Um, so, oh. but, like, it's... That's the tra- that's the traumatic scene, because they, like, leave, and then the human, like, they have, like, or the whatever the creature is, they have to put them in captivity until, like, another year can go back in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they're just... Con- oh, my gosh. So they, like, get- so Tom is going to gain consciousness when the Yerk leaves his body, and he's going to be like, what happened? I don't remember but i know i again i was very terrifying because like I, they're like screaming in anguish as like they have to like get the yerks back <gasps> oh yeah. yeah scary stuff yeah. anyway so i guess we'll end this episode with the question what would you do if your dear close bosom sibling was controlled by a yerk yeah. Would you also quit basketball? Would you also join the sharing? The cool club that nobody knows what they do? Would you also join the cult? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, see you next time. <laughs> Alright. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>